When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Ian, do you know what that was? That was the sound of football. Actual real football. That's what we had last night. And you know what? It's a glorious thing, Amber. Good morning. Good to see you. And look, anybody who says, especially in our industry, that oh, I'm not watching the Hall of Fame game. You're not going to learn anything. You know, you're not going to see any of the starters or any well, for some part, the backup players. So I'm not going to watch. Whatever. We all watched football is back on our TVs. We'll have it all the way up until February now. Nearly every single weekend. Ain't life grand as widespread panic once said. Football is back. So the Browns defeated the Jets last night in the Hall of Fame game, 21-16. to 16. Nobody cares about that. All you care about is that you got to see a little football. And my experience with the Hall of Fame game every year is this. I always get excited because, yes, you're right. You're lying to yourself if you're a football fan and you say you don't fire that thing up, even though you're not going to take anything away from it because nobody important or who you deem as important is playing. And even the guys out there playing, like some of them are playing for jobs. Some of them end up looking excellent. You heard it on that call. Maybe they really found something from their fifth rounder out of UCLA, although it's the Hall of Fame game, right? So we have no idea. It's nice to see some of these guys get an opportunity out there, get an opportunity to impress their coaching staffs. But it's so early on. All we care about is the fact that there's actually some semblance of football on our screens. And so I always get excited for it. I fire it up. I watch like maybe three quarters of the first quarter and then I'm out because I realize <laughs> I don't know who anybody is. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I watched football. you all four quarters. You know, I went to about midway through the second quarter knowing I had to wake up at 3 a.m. You know what? Okay, I've seen enough. But yeah. a couple things that stood out. Chas Surratt. You know, Chas Surratt, the, the former UNC quarterback turned linebacker and was an All-American back in 2020, he's trying to make this squad. He was a third-round pick by the Minnesota Vikings. He had a nice pick, uh, you know, against Kellen Mond in the first quarter. I think he finished with four or five tackles. He's trying to make a squad, and he's a guy that can also contribute on special teams. So things like that I'll watch. I was also watching how some of the Jets' teammates reacted to Zach Wilson. We all know the history there from last year. So that was something I was also watching as well. But other than that, I just kicked back. You know, got some pretzels and watched a football game. And it, it was it was spectacular to finally have ball back on our TVs. And again, we're here with it till February. We are here with it until February. Thank goodness it is finally here. Of course, we are always counting you down to kick off here on ESPN Radio. We will be doing more of our two-a-days a little bit later in the show. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us this morning on ESPNU. Of course, you can listen to us on the ESPN app, but there was football, and you mentioned it. Zach Wilson, he was really going to be the story yesterday. We weren't going to see Aaron Rodgers. We weren't going to see Deshaun Watson. We were going to get a sneak peek at Zach Wilson. He was three for a three of five, 65 yards yesterday. You got a little taste of Zach, but also you got some maturity from him after the game. He gave a lot of credit to that guy who's sitting in front of him on the roster. Here's the Jets quarterback. Yeah, tremendously, tremendously. I'm very grateful for him, and, um, you know, he helps me more than, than he needs to, so I'm very grateful. 
So he's very grateful for Aaron Rodgers, Ian, in that clip. And then he went on to actually credit Aaron Rodgers with a play call. Take a listen. Yeah, great call by Aaron Rodgers. He called that one? I had to to give him a little shout out there. Uh, Yeah, backed up, taking a shot down the field. Um, You know, kind of pick your matchup. Those guys were kind of just playing single 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 man. And, you know, I think that's great for preseason ball, see see what guys can win and separate. And uh, Malik's done a great job all training camp, so I wanted to go to his side. I like the matchup with the corner as well, and he did a great job winning. did Aaron call that entire series or just that play? I think it was just that play. I didn't. He wasn't on the headset. Hackett's calling the plays, but I think it was his suggestion of the play, so I had to give him, had to give him the love. So that was in reference to that 57-yard pass to Malik Taylor. I, a great play. Obviously, you like to be able to see that sort of thing from Zach Wilson, but also I just I thought it showed a lot that he was willing to continuously, in, in the, when the mics were in front of him post-game, credit Aaron Rodgers, Ian. Yeah, he should. I mean, and he better be, you know, kind of grab, not even kind of gravitating to him and follow him like a puppy because you can learn a lot from a future first ballot Hall of Famer. And by the way, Malik Taylor, former Green Bay Packers. So Aaron Rodgers calling that play for one of his guys, right? And it was a nice catch, too, uh, and, and a hell of a throw. But you, you're right, Amber. He sensed a different tone when Zach Wilson was speaking to the media. And again, one of the last times we heard him was. You know, saying that, did, did you let your defense down? No. And he walks off. And that's when he lost the locker room. So that was one thing I was looking at last night. The postgame comments were a much more mature Zach Wilson. And that's something, by the way, I mean, if you're a Jets fan, you want to see this young man play well. Because you're always one play away from needing your backup. So last night, you know, it was a much more mature, at least in a Hall of Fame game, quarterback for the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Yeah, the one-syllable answer last season that didn't Brutal. just cost him the locker room. It costed him his job, frankly, as a starting quarterback for the Jets. We know what happened there with Mike White and toggling back and forth. When Aaron Rodgers comes in, though, Ian, Aaron Rodgers, a multi-time MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, a dude who has done everything that you can do in the National Football League. We were talking about it yesterday on this show, me and Jay. It feels like, to me, that that would be an easier pill to swallow. It's one thing when you're getting benched for Mike White, right? Who just feels like your colleague. Your teammates are wearing Mike White t-shirts. Right. Well, (laughs) and people are chanting for Mike White in the stands. That's one thing. It's another thing when you're getting benched, I would imagine, from a mental perspective for Aaron Rodgers. Like, Zach Wilson understands. He's not Aaron Rodgers, right? There's a huge learning curve there to be had. So maybe this is an opportunity for Zach to sit behind a guy and learn from him. Zach Wilson, 24 years old now. So also, there's going to be some natural maturing that occurs throughout this process. And I would imagine a player who has been humble by everything that has happened to him here over the past year. He certainly sounded mature in the sound bites. He said all the right things. I do think it's a real opportunity here for Zach Wilson. I'm not one. Oh, yeah. I'm not one who's out on him. You know, I, I don't think he's necessarily gotten a true fair shake. He wasn't an NFL-ready quarterback when the Jets drafted him, and I don't know if he's really gotten his opportunity here to fully develop. Maybe sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers hasn't exactly been known as a mentor in this league, maybe just being close proximity to him will be helpful. Well, it, it better be because I was one of those guys saying, you know what, if I'm the Jets, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jettison him. I mean, I, he's gone. I mean, you're talking about – you know, not just a high pick. You're talking about a top five pick in Zach Wilson, and you blew it. So I was one of those, after the one-word answer, I, I, I freely admit it. I'm going, man, you need to get him out of there because that room can't stand their quarterback they, to a T. I mean, you find one guy off that roster last year that was like, you know what, no, I'll follow that guy. Yeah, You couldn't. So for the Jets to stick with him, one, 
because they have so much invested in, you know, taking that, taking him as high as they did. They kept him, learned from this guy, and maybe in two or three years, either one, as a Jets fan and the Jets organization, you want him to shine whenever he's getting some burn out there, whether it's in the preseason or mop-up duty if he has some in the regular season. Because now he becomes a commodity. Like the Green Bay Packers used to do nonstop when Ron Wolf, a legendary general manager, every other year would draft a quarterback, try and develop him, and then ship him out for more draft picks and use him as a commodity. That's what the Jets are looking for right now. Either a quality backup while Aaron Rodgers is there, or he really starts to shine and become the quarterback you thought he could be out of BYU, and then you get some value for him. Get some value for him, or maybe he ends up being the dude after Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers is almost 40 years old. There's only so many years this Aaron Rodgers in New York experience is going to last. I guess famous last words if we're talking Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers feels like a quarterback who also considers retiring every single year. So who knows? Maybe it'll only be one year that we see Aaron Rodgers in New York. Right? I mean, Uh, he restructured that contract. He is committed for more than just a year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) I have a feeling next offseason. No, he's going to be talking about going into some weird darkness and doing some mushrooms at the end of the season, too. Come on. That's Aaron Rodgers for you. Uh, That isn't the only drama, though, in the NFL Also, we got a lot of drama out of the Cowboys training camp. We got a little bit of a tussle between Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott. We don't normally see this, Ian, with quarterbacks. These guys were finally asked about it. Trayvon Diggs goes up. He calls Dak Prescott. He calls his quarterback a uh, bleep bleep. And Dak Prescott kind of lobs like a side pass at Trayvon as he's walking away. It was very gentle. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. A little shuffle pass to the back of the head. It was very gentle overall, but the exchange didn't seem very gentle. Here's Trayvon Diggs on trash talking the quarterback. There are some people that have made some comments in the last 24 to 48 hours about you not having respect for him and yeah. showing a lack of respect for him. What's your response to, to those comments? Stay out of the business. Get out of the business. <laughs> yeah, they, people don't need to worry about what we got going on, our relationship, my relationship with my brother, or you know how we operate. You know, at the end of the day, it's our team. You know, Dak is the leader of our team. You know, he can go out and have a great year. And I have the utmost respect for Dak. So. Um, you know, whatever narrative, you know, people want to run with, that's just what it is. But we know and, you know, we know how we are and we know that it's nothing. And that stuff can never come between us. You know, it's nothing. We don't even talk about it. So, Trayvon, I got news for you. You play for the Dallas Cowboys. There ain't no scenario that we are staying out of your business. Ain't happening. Ian. Well, that part, you are 100% correct. But the ridiculous overreaction to this is comical to me. It's training camp, Amber. I mean, look, if an edge rusher gets into it with a right tackle or a left tackle and they start trading blows, it's feisty. Look at the spirited camp we have here. Now you got a couple of skill guys and a quarterback and one of the best cover corners in football. All of a sudden, now jawing at each other and getting into it. Now we have, oh my God, it's turmoil. It's training camp. These dudes are going against each other every single day. This is nothing to me. Nada. Zilch. Zero. Damn near a non-story, but you're right. The only reason it is is because it's the Dallas Cowboys and it's Dak. That's it. If this was anywhere else, we'd be laughing about it. But because it's the Cowboys and because it's Dak, people are going to overreact to it. It's training camp. This is nothing. Not a, I mean, it's, it's comical. Again, comical how much people overreacted to Diggs talking trash to his quarterback in camp, in practice, and then Dak throwing a shuffle to the back of his head.
There's two scenarios this offseason and in during training camp when we're talking here about scuffles, right? These spats that are happening. One is Travis Kelsey getting shot down or not even getting his opportunity to shoot his shot at Taylor Swift. So that's one of them. <laughs> when he fights, then we talk about it after he just told yeah, us that he didn't get to shoot his shot, right? And then the other time that we've talked about it is when it is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys that Trayvon Diggs takes a shot at, a verbal shot at. And he has to know that's going to happen. That's the only place I would disagree with you. Yes, this happens all the time in training camp. If you're going to call Dak Prescott the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, that, that terminology, while cameras are around and microphones are around and he's going to react when you call him that naturally, then it's going yeah, to be something of, that we talk about here on ESPN. But he's in the middle Six. of a spirited scrimmage. He's not paying attention to the cameras. You don't think, but I mean, you have to be somewhat aware. Like if you're going to call that dude, I, I that word. No, if you're, well, hold on. Yeah. I, it's going to be a story is my point. Like if you're Trayvon, even, you're enough of a vet to know how this thing works. But he's not even seeing the cameras. He's in the moment. They made a big play, and he's talking noise to his quarterback. And you know that kind of that kind of language is out there every single day and every on well, every single Sunday. I know, I know. It's, look, it's not appropriate, but it is on the field. And yeah, the, it's again, appropriate in their world apparently because right, right. that's how it works. Coming up next, Dak did respond. He also had microphones in front of him. Of course, he was also asked about the spat with Trayvon. We will tell you what Dak Prescott said. Plus, should we take anything that we see during training camp seriously? That's next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This is ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Well, a couple of their star players got into quite the spat at training camp. Ian Fitzsimmons and Amber Wilson hanging out with you here on ESPNU and on ESPN Radio. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me at Amber W Sports. Ian thinks it's no big deal, right? But it's always a big deal when there's a star in the helmet. So we end up making a big deal out of it. But I understand that spats happening in training camp all the time. I think what we don't always see them happen with is the starting quarterback. And then it's amplified when it's the starting quarterback 
of the Dallas Cowboys. So Trayvon Diggs goes, he calls him a bleep, 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 uh, things we can't say here. And things, frankly, I probably wouldn't say not here as well uh, to another person. But I understand that's the sort of thing that happens on a football field 100 times a day, Ian. Dak nevertheless still reacted. And it was funny the way Dak reacted. It was so delayed that it felt like to me that he also didn't think it was a big deal because he hears this language all the time. But like he realized as he was walking away, eh, there's cameras around. Maybe I should do something. Yeah, so then the you cameras. got the that's shuffle why, pass. That's why he shuffled the, you know, the, the, yeah. the shuffle pass to the back of Diggs' head. Like, I can't let him call me that with all these people standing here. Let, right. me, let, me, let me give a little retaliation. Yeah, that's how I took it, too. I, I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I know Jay yesterday, he thought that it was a big deal that Dak didn't immediately go after him physically. I'm like, this man has 40 million reasons not to physically react like that to Trayvon Diggs in training camp, right? Like, this is the starting quarterback. You don't want him fighting anybody. So let's go ahead and pull the move of the fake fight. The shovel pass, I thought, suited the situation just fine. Maybe you could have thrown it a little harder. You know, maybe a dart would have been a little bit better. The back of the helmet, but that's about it. I think the shuffle was more of an insult. Like, man, just get out of here. Like, go away. <laughs> you know, that's what your O-line's for. If you're a quarterback, you, what are you going to do? Throw fists? No. Right. That's what your O-line is for. Like, you know what? Hang on. We'll, we'll handle this. So, again, oh, uh, to me, this whole thing was because it's the Cowboys, because it's Dak, and anything Dak does is going to be amplified 100-fold. Heck, one, 10 million-fold because he is the quarterback of the Cowboys. There is There are uh, very high expectations, and he threw 15 picks last year. Mm-hmm. There, and he has said single-digit INTs. That's what's going to happen. And last year was very uncharacteristic for him because he has taken care of the football extraordinarily well, going back to his days at Mississippi State. But because he is Dak and he is the quarterback of the Cowboys and there are remarkable expectations, that's why this has been so talked about. To me, it was another training camp moment that happens a million times in 32 different locations. But I feel like Trayvon has to know that, right? I mean, you and I know that. And he's if, always been a talker. Going back to his days yeah. in Bama, I covered him a lot in college. It, you know, I'm based in Dallas. That's just Trayvon. You know, and if any team needs some spice to it and an attitude, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's what a lot of their fans are saying. A lot of their fans like this. Hell, they're encouraged by this. They're like, well, I'm now we're winning you. the Super Bowl because these my guys wife, have a chip on their shoulder. My wife's won. And she, really? she was th- like, hey, we got a little attitude here in camp. Yeah. I'm telling you, if any team needs an edge and you want that edge in camp, it's this particular bunch. I guess. I just feel like if you're the Dallas Cowboys with all the expectations, like you really need motivation if you're the Dallas Cowboys to play hard this season and to try to do well. The entire world is on this team's shoulders. Of course they're motivated anyways. I don't know if they get extra motivated because Trayvon calls Dak some unpleasant words. I I wouldn't say it's it's motivation. I, I would just say it's an attitude. You, yeah. you, we haven't really seen a lot of that from this particular team for, for a while. So, I mean, to me, and I know they've won back-to-back 12-win seasons, but I want to see it when it matters, and that is in the postseason. They haven't gotten to an NFC Championship game since 1995. And that those teams, they had an edge to them. You want to talk about some trash talkers? Go back to the Dynasty Cowboys. And, it, you know, so if you're a Cowboy fan, you love this. If you're a Cowboy player, you don't mind this. And if you're on the coaching staff, you went into two coaches' meetings and went, yeah, all right, we got a little spice here, man. You, I, if I, anyone associated with the Cowboys, to me, this was a positive, not a negative.
Well, everybody might love it, except for maybe Dak Prescott, because he's the one who got called the words right from Trayvon Diggs. Now he has to answer the questions about getting called those words and the law pass that he threw in reaction. Dak Prescott, here is the Cowboys quarterback on that spat with Trayvon. Yeah, I mean, it's um, another representation of playing for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, of anything that's said, done, or viewed, um, the the reach I guess it can have, and as many people can see it, and then the, obviously the opinions and everything follow, um, but as far as what people say, how people perceive it, um, it's honestly one of those things you realize not a lot of people have been in competed or in very uh, heated competitions, uh, whether it's with their family or whether it's with their brother, uh, brother their friend, their teammate. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's who I am, and I know from that video, and I think I've said it before, is I'm just glad that not everything that's being said is, is being picked up on. It's just another example, Dak says, of being in this position with this particular team. I mean, that dude lives under a microscope. Everything that happens with that team, particularly with that dude, we talk about everything, all of it on a national level. It comes with that position on that team. It can't be the easiest situation always. I think sometimes that's missed, the life of Dak Prescott living yeah, under the microscope. Hey, I'll take his direct deposit to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, I, eight days I mean, a week I, and twice on a Sunday. Right. I, I'm not saying I feel bad for the man, but... <laughs> But here's the thing, the, the last reality. part, you know, he's right. And, it, and that's what I was laughing at. Like, hey, man, he, that, that, that's, that sometimes is, is timid compared to what you really hear down there, especially in the trenches. But the part where he said, you know, obviously people ripping into this and overanalyzing it, you've never played, you know, you've never been in, in competition, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, at this level or, you know, in your backyard with your brother. All right, Dak, hold on, man. Tap the brakes a little bit. Now, now we're getting rabbit ears. Now we're getting a little bit sensitive. And I'm a Dak guy, but he didn't need to go there taking a shot saying, you know what, anybody overreacting to this, you've never, you know, you know, been in competition and, and, and even in your backyard. Okay. Come on now. But that, that's the that's, recipe. That's, that's getting a little that's getting a little sensitive. The professional athlete recipe in 2023. You blame the media, right? Like we're the ones making too big of a deal out of this, which maybe in this situation we are. And then the other thing you do is y'all never played the game. Y'all never did anything in your lives. You've never competed. I competed Dak last night with my four year old son in an intense game of go fish. <laughs> I have in fact competed. And you that that little four year old No, on. he kicked my butt. I'm not even gonna lie. That man has figured out okay. How to play these card games? Good for you. And he's actually, and he's actually, he's actually winning sometimes though, like fair and square. No, I never let him win. Mommy wins when mommy wins. Yeah, he's gonna learn. Dad wins. We celebrate. We let him know. (laughs) I'm Trayvon. To let him know. So I. I have competed at the highest level, Dak, uh, at the highest level. And uh, I, I would say that there isn't that level of trash talking in my house when I do compete. But that is funny. And listen, the truth is, yes, this is the stuff that happens all the time. I'm sure that this is like the, like the kindest of words <laughs> compared to some of the stuff that they don't say when the cameras are around. Because the reality is, yes, Trayvon was in the moment. But also, they knew cameras and microphones were around to at least some extent. So it was probably cleaned up a little bit compared to what those guys here in the trenches. Coming up next, Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you this morning on ESPNU and on ESPN Radio. Our two-a-days continues as we get you ready for the NFL season. My Miami Dolphins coming up. This is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. I love that Marcel went defense there in his analysis and not quarterback because with so many of these teams in the NFL, Ian, it comes down to the quarterback, right? But here with the Dolphins, it really shouldn't be the quarterback that needs the changing. Now, in terms of the quarterback staying healthy, staying on the field, avoiding some of those injuries and those head injuries this season, that's going to be a story all season long for Tua. But if he is staying healthy, the question mark shouldn't be, frankly, the offense, like you just heard Marcel say. It should be that defense that looked really good in 2021 under Brian Flores' last season and not nearly as good in 2022. Amber, I think two of the biggest offseason acquisitions happened in the AFC East and they had nothing to do with players, especially with Jalen Ramsey now being out till when? Late November? December, December. they're saying. He's trying to claim he's coming back sooner than that from injury. He had that surgery on his right meniscus. It's a surgery that, I mean, it's theoretically possible, the timeline, that he comes back during the season. You would imagine if he's not good to go well until December that you're probably talking a wrap for the entire season. But Jalen Ramsey has been incredibly vocal that he's trying to beat the timeline. He's out here on Twitter. He's out here in front of the microphone. So he's promising his head coach he'll be ahead of speed. We'll see. Obviously, he wouldn't have gone for the surgery without thinking that this is something that could impact his career if he didn't opt for the surgery. Otherwise, it would have been like a few-week thing, that injury. So we'll see what happens. I, I, if I was the Dolphins, I wouldn't be counting on him. No, now you have Eli Apple on opposite X, right? And uh, guess what? There would be a bullseye on Eli Apple's back. As any time he goes man-to-man, you know, quarterbacks start drooling like Pavlov's dog. But the two biggest offseason acquisitions to me, one in New England bringing Bill O'Brien back as the offensive coordinator. Mac Jones finally has another offense, a real offensive coordinator going back to when he had, you know, Josh McDaniels as a rookie compared to that, whatever, that disaster that they had last year, having a, a defensive coordinator, Patricia, and Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator, as your offense or as your offensive coordinators. Bill O'Brien, massive addition for New England. And the other one, you heard Marcel talking about it, Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive minds of the modern era in football. That's your new decor in Miami, and he's going to have an attitude on that side of the ball. We all, we all know about Bradley Chubb and the guys up front. Mm-hmm. Jalen's going to be a big, big miss because now, as I mentioned, you've got Apple on the other side opposite Xavier. But, man, Fangio, he can dial it up. And I'm telling you, that is arguably – well, not even arguably. It is one of the best offseason acquisitions that has nothing to do with a player in the National Football League. 
I don't know if people remember how good Xavier Howard was, though, right? And last season, and there's been injuries also that have factored in to Xavier Howard and the dip in production this past season. There was times his agent, David Cantor, even said that he begged Xavier Howard not to even play uh, at a lot of points last season, but he wanted to be out there. He looked like a shell of himself, and I don't know if that's where he was at this point in his career now or if he can get back to that dude that he was the season before. But X used to be one of the best corners yep. in, the, in the entire game. Game. And I feel like people, frankly, have forgotten that. That onus is on him now. And I know he was really excited about having Jalen there because obviously Jalen would have taken attention away from him. Uh, and that would have been uh, nice uh, for him. However, it's now back on his shoulders. But you used to be one of the top corners in the game, so you've got to get back to form. Eli Apple and Xavier Howard, a lot of beef uh, between those two in the past. It's funny. And Tyreek Hill, it's funny with Tyreek Hill and Eli Apple, they're all on the same team now. Apparently, they're all singing Kumbaya and getting along. Vic Fangio, though, is the one who has to sort out all of it. And Vic Fangio is a huge upgrade, it feels like, for this defense. You bring in a true D coordinator. I had no problem with Mike McDaniel when he came in as a young head coach. This the season before the defense I mentioned had been so good under Brian Flores and under Josh Boyer. So you keep Josh Boyer in his position there. I thought it was a good move. It just didn't work out. So maybe that defense was a bit more Flores' baby than we realized as a head coach, of course, at the time with a D coordinator passed. And so you move on from Josh Boyer. You bring in Vic Fangio, all of his experience. You make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league but I think it matters a whole lot for this head coach who is more offensively minded and now doesn't have to worry so much about that side of the ball I think it's going to make a big difference they have a backup quarterback in Mike White I think frankly also that's an offseason acquisition that could make more of a difference than people realize because we're talking about Atua whether he can stay healthy there were times that Mike White Looked pretty good for the New York Jets last season. Now, maybe that's because where the bar was was Zach Wilson, Ian. Right. <laughs> so maybe that was. You beat me to that. Yes. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to suggest Mike White is, is anything comparable to Tua. He's a but solid I just, backup. He's a I solid think, backup. Right, he's a the solid backup. And you have to have that when you have Tua Tungavaloa at the helm because the truth is. There are real questions about the durability of Tua. There's questions about the durability of Tua that stem all the way back to high school. We're talking about a dude who has never played an entire season. Back to high school, that man never played an entire season. That's going to be of the utmost importance for this team. He put on some weight. He does look bigger. It's good weight. He, he got all tatted up, Ian. I'm not sure where that factors in, but it seems good. It gives him the appearance of being more of a badass. He's got all he's all sleeved up now. You get some Tua. art, and all of a sudden that changes the perception. Yes, uh, I, I, I'll go back to to. You're not going to be so, able to knock him down now. Come on, <laughs> D lineman, they can't take off the head of a man who's all sleeved up. Oh my God, like Magnum! Tats? Right, so, Come on, go back to the the weight part, and I, and I agree with you. Marcel Louis Jacques was uh, co-hosted Freddie Fitzsimmons with me on Monday. Obviously, ESPN's NFL Nation covering your Miami Dolphins and. He mentioned Tua's weight, and it's good weight, you know, to just to try and bulk up and be able to absorb a few more hits a bit. And I'm one of those guys that I like Tua a lot, but he just has to stay healthy. And he and Mike McDaniel both have kind of quirky, you know, characteristics, and I think they work really well together. And I'm expecting to see a, even a better version of Tua than we have seen, especially if he can stay healthy. That, that is obviously the biggest part, because if you don't have a quarterback, especially in a team with this kind of talent, you don't have a shot. And I think the best-case scenario for the Miami Dolphins is getting to the AFC Championship game. And when you get there, then, hey, <laughs> you're one play away possibly. Who knows? When you have one game to go to get to the Super Bowl, 
Uh, you're, you're right there in the mix. I think that's best case in a obviously loaded and deep AFC and AFC East. Worst case scenario is getting to a wild card game and lose. That, is, to me, is the floor for the Miami Dolphins. I think they're that good. If this team was in the NFC, and no doubt to me that this is a playoff team, in the AFC, I still think you're talking like one of those three wild card spots for the Miami Dolphins. The competition is just so stiff in the AFC that I understand not putting the Dolphins at the top of that conference, not even in the top of their own division with the Buffalo Bills team sitting there that I still think you'd probably give the nod to. But there's still some things that can happen here for the Miami Dolphins, right? I think in the offseason, you have a good running back room and a running back by committee approach from that coach. He did lock up Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. in the offseason, so those two guys are running it back this season. Delvin Cook would look good in that room, and I think that's happening. He's trying to Texas A&M. He can fly. Yeah, that's so, true. In, in the third round, I thought he was a steal in, in mm-hmm. the third round. So that's true. I agree with you. That, that is an outstanding running back room. But if you could get Dalvin Cook to come home, yeah, that'd be a coup because you're also keeping him from going to the Jets. Well, and I think that they are. I, I, I really, I believe that. I think that flirtation with the Jets is a negotiation tactic. I think he ends up in Miami. It still remains to be seen, but Dalvin's certainly taking his time. Taking his time, by the way, joining a team and getting to a training camp. Like, at some point, you gotta learn I offense, too. Dalvin. He's a vested vet. I don't want to be in it. camp right now. But it's a new offense. Anywhere hey, you let, go, but I, I get it. Yes, you don't want to be there Last for the Last two weeks, I'm good, right? Yeah. I'm good. So I would imagine we'll get a decision from him relatively soon anyways, and he'll be able to figure out the offense and learn the playbook. Hopefully it won't be with another team in the AFC East. Coming up next here on ESPNU and on ESPN Radio, a 25-day road trip and a mustache so glorious, grown men are fawning over it. This is ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Ian Fitzsimmons and I have both been at ESPN Radio for a minute, and yet this is our first time we've ever worked together. Good to be with you. It's good to be with you. Well, I mean, so far. I mean, we're, you know, 45 minutes into things, but it's pretty good so far, right? I mean, you haven't angered me yet. I'm just There's trying to keep time. it out of the ditch. <laughs> There's plenty Don't of time. That's where I put it. Right there, man. Like the size of the Grand Canyon, Amber. Bam, <laughs> right into it. 
Well, if you were able to keep things on track during your uh, 25-day road trip with your 17-year-old daughter, and I can imagine, I am not a mother of a teenager yet, but I can imagine, as somebody who was once a 17-year-old girl, I can imagine uh, that that was an interesting road trip, probably one that led to a million memories that you'll never forget, a lot of quality time there, a lot of QT, (laughs) a lot of QT with the kid. Why were you on a 25-day road trip with your 17-year-old? Any parent who has ever had a child play travel ball, you have a four-year-old son, so you may be dealing with this one day, whether it's volleyball, baseball, soccer, softball. Travel ball is part of your summer, and my daughter is on a select soccer team, so they made regionals in Baton Rouge. But before we went to regionals, this is why I I missed work so much, Amber. I mean, I, I I, I can't tell you how much I missed work, but it was a blast. And we, we will be talking about this the day we die. But we started, so our, our, our goal, our, our final destination was Baton Rouge, Louisiana for U.S. Southern Regionals and this soccer tournament. So we went to Ole, she wanted to go see it. She got invited to Ole Miss's uh, soccer camp. So we went to Ole Miss first, uh, stayed with our buddy John Desler. You know, the, he owns a library, a college institution. There for three days, then to Florida for family vacation, where dad's on vacation. You are pack mules. You are grocery store runners, and you are cooks. That is your job on vacation. At least that's my job on vacation. So we went down to Florida with the whole family. Then we loaded up the Dodge Ram, went up to Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Then from Tuscaloosa to New Orleans, Louisiana, where I actually did the show for my Aunt Susan and Uncle Matt Palmer's house in Old Metairie in New Orleans, Louisiana, for four days because we weren't going to drive all the way back to Dallas and then back to Baton Rouge for a regionals. Now here's where it gets interesting. We end up, it's a stay-and-play tournament, which means you have to stay in an assigned hotel. Ours was a Drury Inn and Suites in Baton Rouge. I have never rooted against one of my children in a sporting event until then. Because <laughs> you I, wanted to get the hell out of that hotel? I, no, I, I, look, I wanted to go home. Right. At this point, we're on the road for 19 days. And I, like, she's a goalkeeper. I wanted her to do cartwheels in her cage have 20 saves, and lose one nothing, So we can go home. Right. I mean, I couldn't believe I found myself going, great save, son of a... Right? <laughs> I mean, they go to finals. They go all the way to finals. We're in room 623 at the Drury Inn and Suites for six days. She's superstitious. I'm washing... Every, I'm doing laundry every day on the sixth floor in line, right? Yeah, I mean, because every team's having to do laundry. It's like five deep with parents outside this little bitty laundry room with one washer and one dryer every day for five days. On the sixth day, man, it was like the might as well have been holy the Sabbath. Hit the road and go home. But proud of them. It was unbelievable. It was 25 days. It started at Ole Miss, ended up in room 623 of the Drury Inn in Baton Rouge, and then finally got to go home. And then here's the kicker, because then she had to go to Colorado for an ID camp. My wife took her on that trip. While they're at camp in Colorado, there was a team from like New Jersey that got disqualified from nationals because they used three like ringers and they got busted. Rowan's team was the first alternate for nationals. Oh no. Exactly. <laughs> then we got to go to nationals down in Orlando at the ESPN Wide World of Sports facility, which is amazing by the way. And my wife and I were basically like rock, scissors, paper on this one, right? She went, I didn't, but it was the entire month of June and early July was nothing but travel ball. 
That was it. And I felt guilty rooting against my child, but they did remarkably well. But 25 days on the road, only one little skirmish. That was it with a 17-year-old. I'll I'll never forget it. The truck smelled like you can't even believe. Imagine the Griswolds, right? That's what, and Aunt Edna, that's what it smelled. I mean, it was brutal. Absolutely brutal. It was like that. that scene from Seinfeld where it's the beast. You can't get rid of it. I mean, there's a Seinfeld moment every day. There it is today on a Friday. It was r- unbelievably hypnotic when you got in there. It would have dropped a four-year-old. I'm telling you. Your son could not have survived the stench of the back of that truck. But bottom line is, it was a blast. It was a daddy-daughter trip for the ages. And anybody that plays travel ball and has been a parent of a travel player, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You got to get that Dodge Ram detailed uh, after that Oh, we trip. did. You know, it's good to know, by the way, because I, when, before I had a kid... I always like I would get into the cars of people who have a child and like there's just a certain stench related to children <laughs> that I could smell before I had one. Now I can't smell it. Now I'm immune to it, I think. But before I had children, when I was younger, I'd get in like a friend's car and I'd be able to like realize that their kids had been in there. Like, now I have a kid. Right. Exactly. Right. There's goldfish everywhere, whatever. Now that I have a kid, I understand it. I fully get it. It's good to know that it still lasts until my kid's 17. <laughs> There's no break from that. My kid will still be ruining the car at 17 years old. So I that's good to know. I promise you, it is not going away. But <laughs> again, we'll remember it for the rest of our lives. It was an absolute blast. But 25 days on the road. When I was in New Orleans, I did the show from my cousin Justin Palmer's his bedroom. He hasn't lived there for six years. He now has two children. I was using his son's like coloring board as a desk. <laughs> Modern technology, right? I mean, and then room six twenty three at here. the Drury Inn. Mercy, son, mercy. And me, just imagine me sitting down in line with five other parents waiting on a washing machine. It sounds like a special kind of hell. Here's the weird thing to me. I mean, it's just true. The thing about travel ball, and I see a lot of my friends going through it who have older kids. I, I do not understand. Your daughter, if I was you and your wife, like your daughter better end up on the U.S. women's national team. <laughs> like, that's the bar. Okay? Like, that's the bar, honey. If Where's I'm the going- reward at the end? seriously this stuff is insane i have friends that they it's it's every weekend it's all summer long and their daughters are you know like they're good at soccer amber i don't think they're gonna go on to have a career in soccer. i mean you never know i don't uh, it was the shortest longest summer ever and I'm, I don't remember. I don't remember when we were growing up. Was travel ball like I don't remember travel ball being no, as was, insane no, no, as this. Now not, I, I know my close. my husband was like he was a D one soccer player and all that. He he went to IMG and and all, all that. So like he was into that world. But I didn't know anybody when I was a kid that was into t- that world. It frankly. is cultish. I'm not. I, I, I mean, believe when it. I say like, you have some parents. And this is my daughter's second travel team. She, uh, she was on a solar team earlier, uh, and now this team, uh, the, the Dallas Defeaters. There you go, a little shout-out for the girls. But it, it, some of the parents that I watch on other teams, I mean, they are beyond obsessed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting, we're getting drilled at regionals 5 nothing, and they're going, hit another one! I'm like, dude, you got 30 seconds left in the game, and it's 5-zip. You've won. You're good. Well, Relax. You, you Little see Sally doesn't need a dent to twine again. It's okay. 
you see the videos of the parents that take this stuff way too seriously. But also, now that I know what travel ball is like, like, I kind of get it. I feel like it's like messing with parents mentally because you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on this stuff as well. And then also, like, nobody has a job. You're like, how, like you are so fortunate that you were able to take off work or take your show on the road. What are all these other parents do for a living? Phenomenal. How are they able to go for 25 days on a road trip with their kid? Like, <laughs> well, we're the outlier. I mean, you know, most of the parents just show up for the tournaments. We, we okay. had to go to all these other locations. But yeah, look, I'm telling you, it, it was it was one for the books, uh, and I'll never forget it. But yeah, some some of these some of these parents on these travel teams, uh, they're going one step over the line at times, without I, a doubt. I really want my son to be good at sports, but a lot of living vicariously <laughs> through Junior. Well, like if he's not good at sports, it might not be like the worst thing ever, you know. <laughs> In the history of the world. Uh, yeah, because Travel Paul, Travel Paul sounds like shout out to all you parents and all you coaches that deal with Travel Ball. You're, you're doing the Lord's work there. The Pac-12, it's not. I think it might be over. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.